Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To the live line now, our Monday morning update on Wuhan coronavirus. Dr. Joseph Castaldo, infectious disease specialist with Ohio Health, joins us. Another week under our belt. How you doing this morning, doctor? I'm doing well, Joel. Uh, Just got in from a run outside, enjoying the nice weekend weather. A little bit rainy this morning, but I'm doing very well. You you. you already took a run this morning? What do you have? Put galoshes on? How do you do that? Uh, I actually went to the gym and ran on Ah. treadmill, unfortunately. Very boring, but I paid my dues. (laughs) It's all about those steps, isn't it? Getting those steps in. Absolutely. (laughs) So uh, I guess some people would say uh, maybe a mixed bag of coronavirus news today. Here in Ohio, it seems like we're doing pretty well. Uh, just three new deaths reported yesterday. Uh, when you look at hospitalization, ICU admissions, uh, we're still well below the 21-day average. That is good news for us, isn't it? That is good news. I was just on the Ohio Department of Health's website this morning looking at the cases. But, you know, Joel, this is like a forest fire. And if you recall last Thursday, uh, the governor's press conference, and it's even reflective on the Ohio Department's website. So there were some little fire spots um, over Thursday that were announced, specifically in Springfield, associated with a salad factory. Uh, over 270 people tested positive there, and there was a little uh, fire spot in Hamilton County in southwestern Ohio. So th- those are going to occur, and that's why um, having access to testing, isolation, contact tracing, quarantine, those are all pieces of handling COVID-19. And again, I do applaud the state of Ohio for uh, having that infrastructure and a better place today than it was many months ago. Yeah. Walk me through that, doctor. How do we identify those hotspots? I mean, you talk about contact tracing, testing and all that stuff. Is it once one person in the vicinity uh, gets it, they do more testing, they kind of swarm in and and see um, you know what's going on and try to contain it? Yeah, exactly. So obviously the first step is to have uh, easy access to testing if you have symptoms. And in Ohio, we are in a much better place. Once uh, somebody tests positive, the first thing is to isolate that person so they cannot transmit it to anybody else. Then the contact tracer steps in. A contact tracer is a well-trained professional. They have to interview the person, uh, typically over the phone, and then they have to ask a lot of questions like, hey, Uh, Who have you had close contact with, specifically less than six feet for a period of 10 to 15 minutes? Sometimes the people remember, sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's very complicated, they have suspicion. But contact tracers, the people actually do it, you know, they have to get that relationship of trust. Then once once that list is made, the actual person will make a call to somebody and saying, hey, I'm calling from the health department. You may have been exposed to someone who has COVID-19, and we recommend that you quarantine yourself for 14 days. So it it is a process that um, we have a better infrastructure in place, and that's very, very important for COVID-19 to actually have a robust uh, contact tracing mechanism in place. Yeah, we uh, we recently had a family situation. A family member from out of the state came in kind of a little sniffly, um, you know, just not sure about how they felt. And, of course, everybody red flags, boo, right up. Uh, Did some calling around and uh, didn't really seem like we were able to get a test done and get results in any kind of efficient manner. They were basically in for a week for a visit. 
So uh, the, the, they decided not to do the test. As it turns out, uh, the person is healthy, just had a little bit of a cold in that. But, but walk me through that. If I suspect that maybe I'm exposed, uh, I want to get a test, how easy is it to get that test, and how quickly can I get the results? Yeah, so really, so as you know, last week the governor announced in the state of Ohio anybody can really get tested. And within Franklin County, um, there are testing centers that are up, and the Columbus Health Department has a phone number anybody can call to get teed up to get testing done. Obviously, uh, if you have access to a primary care provider, that is the easiest route. Okay. And, you know, this, the CDC does change their symptom screen for COVID-19. Now it includes things like diarrhea and headaches. So it's really a nonspecific symptom complex that a lot of people could have from something like allergies, even a migraine headache. So now when people get um, complaints that may be vague and nonspecific, the first thing everybody pops to, obviously, is COVID-19. And again, contact your healthcare provider and the testing. There are still challenges with testing. However, we are in a much better place uh, today for testing than we were a few months ago. Do you feel like the average uh, GP is going to kind of poo-poo it? Like if, if I haven't really been around anybody, I can't document that I was near or with somebody that had COVID-19, and I say, I think I might have it, I want to get a test. Are they very likely to bring you right in? Uh, are they very likely to say, why don't we wait a day or two, see how the symptoms go? How is that information received? Well, a little bit of both. I mean, it depends on the relationship you have with your GP. And obviously, too, you know, when you have the testing done, doctors' offices cannot do the test. They have to send you somewhere to get the test done. Okay. When you when you get the test done, you have to go to an outside area. It has to be done safely. And we still have the messaging out there that if you think you have COVID-19, the recommendation is not to go to the doctor's office. You really want to be triaged over the phone or through telemedicine or telehealth. Right, 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 right. So given that, you know, kind of the backdrop of, of what's going on in the world right now, you know, we have these enormous protests uh, not only happening here in Columbus, uh, but around the country. Has there been any signal yet that uh, people involved in that? Because, again, you see the video. There's a lot of people in very close proximity. Very few of them are wearing masks. So uh, have we seen any kind of spikes as a result of that stuff? And if not, isn't that a good tell? Because there's a lot of minority population and minorities have been hardest hit by the COVID-19. Absolutely. I mean, we don't know yet. I know within the city of Columbus, there were maybe one or two protesters who tested positive. But uh, you're exactly right. Nothing that I'm aware of in the news yet has been reported attributable to uh, protests or large gatherings. Again, being outside is safer than being inside. Uh, but again, it's really hard to practice social distancing uh, when you're in a, in a mass protest with people. We're talking to Dr. Joseph Gestaldo, infectious disease specialist with Ohio Health. Uh, this morning, I mean, you know, I mentioned the numbers here in Ohio, uh, doctors seem to be pretty good. But uh, 20 different states in our country uh, are seeing coronavirus cases rise. Of course, you know, there's all kinds of quote-unquote news people say it's alarming and it's all that. It's like, it just, it is what it is. The numbers are going up. So in your mind, uh, within your circle, in the infectious disease specialty, is this second wave? Is just more the first wave? Is it they're doing something wrong? How, how, do, you, how do you quantify all that information um, in your line of work? Yeah, so first of all, I would not consider this a second wave. This is just a continuation of the first wave. And when you look at these hotspots, these are spots that have not really had their first surge, like Arizona, um, and again, a lot of it has to do with how each state is handling coronavirus differently. Different states have different policies in place when it comes to masks, opening up of businesses, 
uh, this, that, the other. Each state is very variable, and, and you can look at uh, different states, and some states like California, New York, they require mask wearing. Um, some states have different policies and procedures in place when it comes to different businesses. So you know, when you really want to get in the weeds and look at each state, they are different. And each state also have different the pressures to open up business, states that are more um, uh, business savvy when it comes to tourism and casinos, this, that, the other. So if you're a state that economy is based on tourism, there's going to be more pressure to open up. And how do you open up uh, these places under the safest environment. It's really a fine line, and it's kind of like a teeter-totter. How do you open up back to business and still be safe when it comes to COVID? Yeah, your experience just uh, being in and around Central Ohio, like you said you were at the gym this morning, you think most people are being responsible? Uh, yes and no. Again, I, one of the reasons I go to the gym at 5 in the morning because no one's there. Um, and, and I think, what, what at least what I see, I think people either consciously or subconsciously think that COVID-19 has, quote, gone away. It hasn't gone away. It's still here, and we still have to be very mindful of what's happening out there. And again, with the warmer weather, the higher humidity, and being outside, all of those things makes it less likely to contract COVID-19, but it's still here. And again, the big concern is what's going to happen in the fall when we are back inside, the weather changes, and we have maybe some habits of not doing things that we've been ingrained to do for the last few months. Yeah, I tell you, you know, you, you look at uh, you know things like this, the cycle of things. Uh, probably the biggest one is kids go back to school, and that's you know whether you got uh, grade schoolers, middle high, um, you're looking at college kids, whatever. Uh, and the more I read about what schools are doing, uh, it seems like coming back a little quicker, uh, not taking really any breaks, maybe doing the last week or two online. You know, your your tests, your exams whatever, and then taking a longer break at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And when you know what you know about the, the cycle of COVID-19, that, that seems like a pretty smart way to handle business. Absolutely. Again, uh, the governor's office has guidelines that are coming out for all kinds of businesses, including schools, and it's up to the schools to figure out how to be compliant with them. But, Joel, there's so many wild cards in the whole situation, and that what's really causes a lot of anxiety for teachers and the public and people who – parents who try to plan for their kids. There's so many wild cards, and, and that's the part that's really challenging for people to deal with. Yeah. So uh, boil it all down, um, you know, just – kind of mentally for people, um, you know, like we're seeing numbers jump in some 20 states in the country, there's probably going to be instances where we'll see hot spots, not only in other places, but here in Ohio, it's just going to kind of be the way it goes. And then conventional wisdom is once we get back into November, December, January, uh, those numbers are probably going to come back up again. Absolutely. Um, without a doubt, I think you hit it right in the nail. That's my a crystal ball for the time being. And I think what I'm hopeful to is I'll say it now and I'll say it millions of times. I hope everybody gets the flu shot this year. Uh, that's going to be another potential wild card because there's so many symptoms that overlap. Yeah. So, you know, as a doctor, it'd be nice to know ahead of time that most people are getting a flu shot to take that out of the yeah. equation. And and you feel like um, the medical profession, because, you know, the reason we did what we did in Ohio, flatten the curve so we don't overload the hospitals. As we've gone through this, if we do get hot spots, if the numbers do jump back up when we get to uh, the end of the year, uh, do you feel like right now medical profession is much better prepared to handle any influx of COVID-19 patients? Oh, oh, without a doubt. We're in a much better place. You know, we have our ebb and flow with um, um, treating people who have COVID-19. We have limited access to remdesivir. Uh, a few days ago, there was a really um, 
profound study that came out of the University of Oxford in Great Britain about the use of dexamethasone. Um, so we are in a much better place today than we were many months ago, and that makes people medicine at least feel better because we have some experience now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.